entirely separated out one after another and one step after another. The world, lo and behold, ceases to be. Those separated out parts too, further inquired into, cease to be real. Everything thus is but the self-aware consciousness, the real alone. Hi, hello, nice to have you back here. Welcome back to the Lamp of Awareness. We're working through the poem written by Sri Narayana Guru called Advaita Dipika, the Little Lamp. So Sri Narayana Guru was born in 1854 in Kerala in India, who became a sage, a philosopher and a social reformer. His teachings and literary works have continued to be followed and enjoyed all over the world. I first came to know of the teachings through family and friends, and more recently through the opportunity to meet Gurus through the Sri Narayana Guru Mission of the UK. This is an established charity based in UK, and they've been running since 1980. The objective of this organization is to introduce others to the teachings of Sri Narayana Guru with the intent to improve equality and diversity within the community with no distinction of race, creed, class or any other grouping. Their activities are wide and include prayer meditation, study groups, networking with other organizations and many more. A wide range of literature are also available at their centre. Please check them out um, and make contact if you are interested through their website, which is the sngm.org. So now, turning back to the Advaita Dipika and verse 13, we're looking at really how to make the truth a reality for us in our everyday life is the question. Through the previous verses, we have come to understand that if you take anything, even a cloth, it is nothing but yarn, and yarn is nothing but fibres, and fibres are nothing but primeval elements clinging together. So on and so if how to make the truth a reality for us is in our everyday life is the is the question really. Through the previous verses, we have come to understand that if you take anything, even a cloth, it is nothing but yarn, and yarn is nothing but fibres, and fibres then are nothing but primeval elements clinging together, and so on, until we get to the essence, and that is that everything becomes apparent out of one consciousness, hence sat chit Ananda. In this beautiful verse 13, Guru is cementing the answer to the problem that the world continues to be real even though we are convinced that it is unreal and that it is a manifestation of one consciousness. Anything seen from afar, we can see the totality. 
But as soon as we break up the parts and look at it in isolation, the whole is lost. So, for example, if we take a rose and look at it as a whole, we see the entirety of its being, its beauty. Each petal is part of the whole, and if we imagine that it represents the one consciousness, then there is no difference between a petal and another. But if we put the petal under a microscope and start to separate out each petal and then look further into the makeup of the petal and so on, it simply disintegrates and then becomes almost disappears really until we cannot break it up anymore. The rose is there for sure. We know that. But when you break it down, it is no longer divisible but still it is there. The indivisible reality cannot be denied, even though we cannot see it. So what has happened to the rose? We have lost the beauty of the rose by separating out parts of it. But the separate is there as well as the full rose, the consciousness. To learn to sit with that which is real And the parts thereof is the gem, to know one's own as well as the reality. To know that I exist as my fellow beings also exist, but we are of one consciousness, which is the ultimate reality, and that is the search. It is our ignorance which makes us forget and therefore separate from the whole. So enjoy the verse 13 of Advaita Dipika, the little lamp, along with the explanations given by Swami Muninarana Prasad in his book of shorter philosophical poems of Narana Guru. Entirely separated out, one after another, and one step after another. The world, lo and behold, ceases to be. Those separated out parts too, further inquired into, cease to be real. Everything thus is but the self-aware consciousness, the real, alone. The knotty problem we are trying to resolve here is this. The world appears to be real to the senses even after one becomes convinced of it being unreal. Why is it so? Answering it, verse 11 pointed out that what appears to the senses as the world is nothing but one consciousness or Sat-Chit-Ananda. That this one causal reality alone is what exists underlying all that appears to be. That the visible world does not exist apart from or other than as a manifest form of that one causal reality was underscored in the first verse. That this one causal reality alone is what exists underlying all that appears to be. That the visible world does not exist apart from or other than as a manifest form of that one causal reality was underscored in the last verse. The Guru, in the present verse, 
pinpoints how one can become enlightened and resolve the otherwise perplexing problem by the method of analysis well familiar to modern science. Such analysis has to be an open one, unconditioned by the preconceived notions and prejudices. Looking at from afar, a forested range of hills will look like a single entity having a bluish hue, shaped according to the nature of its hilltops and valleys. Come very close and what we see will be neither the forest nor the hills nor the one overall shape, but we will see wildly growing trees and undergrowth, green in colour. When the forest is seen, the trees go unnoticed. When the trees are seen, the forest disappears. Similar is the case with perceiving the one reality and its innumerable manifest forms. The reality seen, the manifest forms become unreal. The manifest forms noticed, the reality disappears. The forest, in the example, stands for the universal and trees for the particular. Not stopping the analysis at the particular, let us go on with our analysis further, as was seen in verse 3 above. Then we see that the piece of cloth loses its existence in the being of yarn. Yarn loses its existence in the being of cotton fibres. Cotton fibres lose their existence in the being of basic elements. The basic elements lose their existence in the being of consciousness, which is not analysable further. That which has analysable constituent parts thus is unreal. The undeniably existing reality, the one indivisible, the reality, is consciousness alone, which the Guru calls here as Nijabodham. Nija is the Sanskrit and Malayalam languages means one's own as well as the real. The word thus means one's own consciousness the reality that is consciousness, rendered here as the self-aware consciousness, the real. The I sense of each individual entity, the consciousness that is conscious of its own beingness, in essence is none other than this one consciousness, the ultimate reality. Perceiving it as real requires an intuitive, penetrative eye. That the mutual eclipsing of appearance and reality, the part and the whole of its owing to avidya, ignorance, and that the one consciousness, reality, continues to exist after this avidya and its effects vanish is given emphasis in the next verse. So that brings us to the closure of verse 13, a delightful clarity 
um, I hope uh, you enjoyed that. And thank you for listening. Once again, I hope to see you when we um, go through verse 14. Thank you. Bye for now.